Welcome to Mumming and Thriving, a podcast dedicated to moms who want to do better and be better. Here we will share stories, relatable experiences, and empower ourselves with the tools to succeed. Why? Because moms aren't just meant to survive, we're meant to thrive. Our conversations will offer a wealth of knowledge and our guests will share their expertise on various topics that will inspire you to achieve more. No topic is off limit. Here we will discuss everything from finances to fitness, personal goals to potty training, parenting tips and self-care recommendations. We will also talk about mommy moments that make us laugh and those that make us scream. I'm your host, Tony Akami. Welcome to today's podcast. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the first ferry episode of Mumming and Thriving. Um, I can't believe you're here, but thank you so much for joining us today. Um, the Mumming and Thriving is all about having important conversations. It's been something that's been on my heart for a while now, but I'm finally doing this. Um, The aim is really just to have um, authentic conversations, just to have relatable conversations and things that would inspire us. Um, I would share more of my journey into motherhood and my experiences, and I also plan to have guests that are experts in their field that will share and give us tools to empower us. So thank you so much for joining me today. And we're going to dive straight in. The first episode is about the modern mom. The modern mom needs a new village. You know, they always say that it takes a village to raise a child. But what does that mean in today's world? What does that mean in the modern world? What does that mean when you're not living in the same village as your parent? You're not living in the same country as your parent or family. What does that mean in terms of how busy we are now with tech, with um, just the rat race that we're running? How do we have a village? Because the, the necessity for a village is still there. It's just that things have changed. The times have changed. So how do we navigate that how do we find a way to get the support we need so i'll start with sharing a bit of my story about five years ago i moved to uae Um, i left london where i was staying before with my family so we moved here um, because of work and initially when we moved here it was challenging because we'd left the support structure we had in london And um, all of a sudden, I found myself in a new country and I didn't really have the extra support I needed. Um, I had two children. I was working full time. I had to juggle several things at the same time. So how was I able to navigate that? Like, how was I able to come to terms with that new situation? I would expand a bit on that later. But why I say the modern mom needs a new village is this. According to Dr. Javier, he's a renowned pediatrician that's written a bestseller book called um, Happiest Baby on the Block. He says, no woman has ever had to do so much on her own as the modern mother. We don't have the same family structure. 
or the same neighborhood structure anymore. The key word here is on our own. The modern mother has to do so much on her own. Now, I'm not saying that mothers in the past didn't have their own challenges. They had a lot of challenges. For example, they had to contend on a larger scale with gender inequality. They struggled for financial independence. There was limited access to birth control. There was lack of opportunities, career opportunities for women. This, we're still dealing with those challenges till now, but it was even worse in the time of our parents and our grandparents. So women have always had to go through challenges. However, I feel like the modern mom has to do so much on her own because the support structure that our parents or grandparents had, we don't have that anymore. For instance, even if a parent would want to help babysit or a parent wants to spend more time with their grandchildren, they can't do it because they've increased the retirement age. So a lot of our parents are still working, still trying to support themselves, still trying to be in a better place financially. So they're unable to stay and look after the grandchildren whilst we go to work. So certain things like that affects the family structure. I'll go back a little bit. So according to research, it says in the 70s, 80s and 90s, the percentage of parents working, both parents working, was less. Currently, in most households, a lot, both parents have to work. And that also throws in a little bit of complication when it comes to the daily struggle of looking after a child. And another thing also was before tech came, before the advancement of technology, it wasn't unusual for children to just go outside, play with the neighbors, go outside all afternoon and probably return back at dinner time. You know, there was always one auntie, one neighbor, reliable neighbor, one cousin or someone around that would keep an eye on the children whilst they're playing around and roaming around on the street. And it wasn't unusual, it wasn't absurd, but now it's almost like due to safety reasons, which is totally understandable because the world has suddenly, you know, safety is now a big issue. And due to safety reasons, due to the fact that most kids don't want to actually go out, they'd rather just spend time on their devices at home. And parents have to now find a way to occupy their kids throughout the day which was not necessarily what they had to do in the past. So that was a, that's an added layer of responsibility that some of our parents and grandparents didn't have to worry about. Another thing is now with the increase in self-help awareness and self-help books and knowledge of childhood traumas and how issues that happen around the childhood affects us as adults, there is a higher standard for parenting. There's a higher standard of parenting. And what do I mean by the higher standard? Basically, we don't want to do to our children what some of the things that we experienced as children. We don't want them to experience the same thing. We don't want them to go through some of the traumas we went through. You know, now with access to a lot of information through the internet, we're able to do research, we're able to find out things, we're able to talk about mental health. So subconsciously or 
without realizing we have a higher standard for parenting. The irony is even though we have a higher standard for parenting, we have less support. So there's a less, there's less support system, but there's a higher standard for parenting. So that in itself makes the modern mother have some pressure, extra pressure. Everyone wants to be the best mom they can be, but we have less support. So how do we navigate that? That's one thing as well. Another thing is um, social media. <laughs> Frankly, with social media, it's, it's, it's really bizarre because you're constantly bombarded with images of parents that, you know, it seems like they have perfect pictures. There's a perfect setup. You know, they have all these perfect pages and you're subconsciously comparing your parenting ability with those that you see on social media, which is totally bizarre because we know it's not a true reflection of what goes on. You know, behind that perfect picture you've seen is like a pile of clothes, a pile of laundry. Living room is probably not sorted. The bathroom is probably messy. And even if the house is perfectly clean, they probably have help, someone to do it. So when we have access to images like that, that are constantly feeding our subconscious, it makes us wonder and compare ourselves, even if we don't intend to. So social media, as well, of, as, well as less support, is really one of the big factors that are affecting modern moms. According to Paige Palibum, she is the founding director of um, Motherhood Center in New York. She says that emotional stress and a higher level of stress is the key factor affecting modern moms. So it's not surprising that a lot of people are struggling with their mental health. Another article I came across recently was by Rayanon um, Lucy Cosset, I think her, her name is called, and she said she'd done re some research about the influence of social media and on parents, and she said mothers expressed that Instagram was particularly destructive to their mental health and physical health, from things like hypnobirthing to... Um, a certain structure for sleeping and comparing milestones. It was just unrealistic, some of the things they were comparing themselves to in Instagram. Now, I'm not saying social media doesn't have its advantages. Of course it does. But what I'm saying is your people are subconsciously, constantly bombarding their minds with images of perfection that is not real and this affects our mental health overall it does affect our mental health so we need to see beyond the fakery of social media we need to see beyond the picture perfect pages we need to see beyond the unrealistic expectations um, we need to see beyond perfection because there's no such thing as perfection at the end of the day, loving our kids is what matters the most. Loving our kids should take precedence over everything else.
So we, sh- we really need to dig deep and find the support we need and actually be in a place where we have um, good mental health. Because when we're good, we're able to look after our families. Um, I'm going to wrap up with a story a colleague of mine shared at work. So she told me she comes from a beautiful community in Kerala. As she was talking about this, she had a smile on her face where she says that as she was growing up, um, her mom used to, her mom was a housewife, so her mom stayed home. And she remembers coming back from school and her mom opened the door, there was tea and the mom would ask her to change and they would spend the afternoon talking and then she would do her homework. And she, she remembers those times fondly. On the flip side, now she has a son, because of work commitment, she's unable to be there for him the way her mom was there for her. And as she was telling me this, I, I, her voice was breaking slightly. I could tell it's something that was really painful to her. And it, it wasn't that she didn't want to, but she physically couldn't because of work commitment. And a lot of moms are in that situation. She mentioned how her son gets home before she does. And, um, you know, he just has to make himself comfortable. When she gets home, she's tired. So she just kind of has a nap or she's just so not her full self because she's been so busy from working. So a lot of moms are in that situation and it is challenging. And even for stay-at-home moms, it's sometimes harder for stay-at-home moms because they have the responsibility of doing everything and just still managing to be there for their kids. So overall, I think moms need to really cut themselves some slack and find support. Find support, pay for support, get everything you need to be able to be the best mom you can be. So I've come up with an acronym that I think can help us to find a new village, right? So the title to remember is the modern mom needs to find a new village. So how do we find a new village? There are five things we can do. And I use the, oh, four things, not five. I use the acronym called FAST, FAST, F-A-S-T. We all know fasting is a spiritual practice in most cultures, from Hindus to Buddhists to Muslims to Christians, most religions and most cultures. Um, know the benefits of fasting like it cleanses us and gives us clarity so the acronym fast i thought i would use this as it has a nice ring to it but it also signifies something that we need to do for clarity and to cleanse us cleanse our minds so the first one f is find a new village We need to find a new village. What do I mean by this? I mean, well, now we know that we don't have the village structure that we had before. You know, it's not like our cousin lives down the street or our mom lives across the road. We don't have that anymore. So we need to find a new village. This could be in the form of a car share. This could be in the form of um, being friendly with your neighbor and you guys kind of take turns with babysitting sometimes or sharing tasks if possible. Here recently, and so not recently, when we moved here five years ago, I remember a neighbor um, suggested we did this because we didn't have anyone anywhere to put our kids and we both wanted to just have a break for like two hours once a week 
or once in two weeks. So she came up with the idea and said, okay, you know what? Look after my son and we'll go for a date night for two hours. And then I was like, that's such a brilliant idea. And I, I was happy to because it meant for the first time in months, I could actually just have dinner and I'm not having to worry about kids screaming or throwing cutleries across the table or just the mayhem that happens when you take a child for dinner. I spend quality time with my husband and just breathe and relax. So that in itself is a village. What she suggested is a support from a village. Your village can be virtual. I say this from the bottom of my heart because I've gotten some beneficial support and relationship from people online. So your village can be virtual. You know, I'm part of a remarkable group here in UAE called the British Moms Group, and they, they've been enormously supportive. And I know people ask questions. A lot of people are willing to answer. People give recommendations on where to go. So even though it's online and it's virtual, it's very, very supportive. So your, your village can be online. As well as the British Moms Group here, I also have like a WhatsApp group of women where we just support each other in terms of our goals. You know, we talk about meditation, we talk about mental health, self-care. And I found these groups very, very supportive. They're like my sisters now, the ones that we have a WhatsApp group together. They're literally like my sisters. So even though we don't have the village as we know it, we do have a village virtually. So I would encourage people to have a village virtually. Find people. It doesn't have to be a lot of people. Find people that you know would support you, are supportive. They encourage you. They give you good advice. You guys can laugh together. People like that, try and find them and put them in your circle. Okay? So the next thing I would say is A. And A is ask for help. A is ask for help. I say this because women, we like to, you know, show that we're strong, show that we can handle things, do it on, on our own. And really that doesn't serve us sometimes. It doesn't. You know, when you're struggling, ask for help. If you can afford it, pay for help. You know, if there's a particular week where there's just so many things to juggle and you're not able to make dinner, ordering or get people to that you could pay that could deliver a home-cooked meal if laundry is overwhelming and you can afford it get someone to do the to come around or take it to the laundrette take your laundry to the laundrette or someone to um sort that out for you um and apart from that as well it's just asking for help is not weakness Asking for help is not weakness. On the contrary, it shows strength. It shows that you're self-aware. You're able to know your limitations. You're able to know where your areas of weaknesses are. And you're finding a solution to mitigate that area of weakness. So asking for help shows strength, remarkable strength. So I would say ask for help. Ask for help. If you can afford it, pay for help. Now the next one is S. S is set aside time for self-care. 
ladies, we need to do this. I know you're thinking, oh, I don't even have enough time in the day to do my numerous activities to make sure everything is sorted, to make sure every child is fine, to make sure the husband is fine. You need to set aside some time daily for yourself. Now, I say this because even... I'm guilty of this. I, in the past, I didn't used to look after myself. I was just trying to do everything for everyone. The problem with that is eventually you start running on empty. You start running on an empty tank. And if you're not rejuvenated, you're not refilled, how would you be able to support your family? How would you be your best self for your family? It's not possible. So it could be a 20-minute walk. It could be a 30-minute jog. It could be 15-minute yoga. It could be um, calling your best friend on the phone and having a good laugh. Whatever you feel you need to do for you, for yourself, not for anyone else, do it. Do it. There are times where I've had to wake up early in the morning. It sounds crazy, but waking up at 530 in the morning of five o'clock, just to have that moment in the morning where no one is disturbing me. No one is calling me. No one is asking for mommy. No one is, the day hasn't started, but I have that moment in the morning to either meditate or just exercise. And once I've done that, I feel energized to start the day. I know several moms that have had to do this because once the day starts, you're so busy with so many things. So it's just that time in the morning where you just take time out for yourself. It could be reading, it could be praying, it could be meditating, it could be exercising, but something that you're doing for you. Once you get a practice of doing that daily, you will find that you're happier, you're less cranky as a person because you're filling yourself up on the inside. You're not running on empty. So... I would encourage us to definitely set some side, some time every day, even if it's 15 minutes or 20 minutes a day for yourself. And you know what? Sometimes it's just a matter of locking yourself in the toilet. We've all done that. We've all done that where we literally say we're going to the toilet, we take our phones, we close the door, and we're in the toilet for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. I know you've done it. I've done it too, but sometimes it's needed, it's necessary. We need to take some time out to recuperate. We need that time, okay? And last but definitely not the least is tea. Tea is talk to someone. Talk to a therapist if you need to. Talk to a counselor if you need to. Talk to a mom who has been through the same challenges you're going through. Talk to someone. There's so much benefit when it comes to finding the right people to talk to. Problem that could take months could be resolved if you find the right person in one conversation. So if you're feeling low, you're feeling unclear about certain things, find someone reliable, find someone knowledgeable, find someone that is an expert, find someone that is in a medical personnel or someone trained to give you advice. Let's not feel ashamed about this because everyone is going through something. So instead of suffering in silence, it's better we speak up and speak out. 
you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how many people are going through the same thing you're going through or how many people have been through what you've been through before, but they found a way to resolve it. So talk to someone. The first thing is find a new village. A is ask for help. S, set aside time every day. And T, talk to someone. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Mumming and Thriving. Let's continue the conversation on our socials. You can check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And on our website, www.mummingandthriving.com. If you liked today's episode, please show us some love by sharing, leaving a comment or a review on our various platforms. It will mean so much to us. Till next week, keep thriving, mummies.